things that I've done and some others, bring in some other strains and do crosses and stuff like that, try to bring out anything, more of my own anything stuff. Anything like, uh, like personal standout that you just wait to tell the world about or is it kind of um, stabilize what you had? We have a few things that we don't want to release yet that we're yeah. working on. Who are you working on? And who's that? Um, it's Liberty Farms, but we're switching the name. It's going to be an off branch of it. Okay. Liberty Farms, because I use the license. Yes. Um, were they in there, and they already been around for a long time? Uh, basically, my friend purchased out their license from them from before. They were, didn't have a property or whatever. Gotcha. We have the property to do everything, and it's certified already. And you guys are doing uh, everything indoor, outdoor, and greenhouse? Or you guys are just kind of uh, right now, we're going to do just indoor, yeah. and then we're going to do some light depth greenhouses. I think that's one thing that when it comes to Colorado where it's like real dry and we can do good things there but it's almost like you gotta be an extra extra extra, extra, extra diligent one grower to grow in Colorado and get any kind of weight that's worth your time and then out here like especially I mean I'm thinking more Oregon especially because Oregon is like literally you get off the plane and you're like oh my god these plants are loving life you know what I mean like everything is just double like even just the vegetables and average things, you, know, you can feel the vibrancy, you know, so I, I kind of feel like if I was in Oregon and I wasn't going outdoors, I would be really kicking myself. So, I mean, you have to go indoors because of the, the weather, the weather. Yeah. but at the same time, combination of the two with, you know, light supplement, yeah, light supplement. and light deprivation and all of that, and just being able to crush it out here. I really feel like the plants thrive in a weird way. They, they, well, not a weird way, they're just a, a natural, happy way. You know, so. Yeah, they love the good well water. You, you were based here your whole life, or you kind of... Um, I was born in Tacoma, and then... So, I mean, raised in LA and then I moved back up here. I mean, what trips me out about around this area, which is like, even just looking out the window here, and you look up at the sign, it's like, you can go like, go to Vancouver, or you can go to Seattle, or you can go to, you know, it's like so close to each other, so many little, even though they're like huge cities, they're definitely, they're all different, you know what I mean? Like, oh no, they're so different. We're like 60 miles in that direction. It's so different, you know? I think it's pretty cool. Because, you know, from uh, being able to leave the country, go to Canada within a minute, you know, just go over one little thing, or to be able to uh, experience three states and all have a good cannabis, real good cannabis, like amazing cannabis uh, history. Like yeah. Oregon, it seems like Oregon and Hawaii seem to be really heavily connected in a lot of ways for some reason. Like just like to the point where every single time someone from Hawaii, goes, yeah, there's an old lady in Oregon that was like, what? Another old lady in Oregon? Can't be the same old lady. <laughs> so many old ladies in Oregon. But in general, the reality is like it's like the. Uh, 
it has that green Hawaii vibe almost when you come in at the right time of year. Wow, this place is just green, you know. And then when you go to back to the high desert or over in Colorado, it's like it's great for making extracts because it's super dry and it's great for drying, you know, certain things. But but at the same time, we have to put like humidity back into our dry room. You know, like, this is fucking nuts. You know what I mean? We're like wow. humidifying our dry rooms so we don't dry too quick. And it's like uh, it's a little a little anti uh, normal behavior, you know. But but you got to do it. And otherwise, it's like three days and stuff. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that sucks. Now I have to rehydrate it, and then you're in that constant battle, and it's never nice. Yeah, I always tell everybody has a really heavy memory, so if you do it right, perfect. But if you fuck up, yeah, it memorizes your fuck ups. So, what's your future? So, you guys do this 502, and and how many people you got in the crew? Well, it takes a good crew usually to do anything proper. Basically right now, it's four of us, and uh, we're working on having a few other people added in. Yeah, I mean, like, core group, like a good four or five people that are... Yeah. I mean, otherwise, one of the first things you learn as a weed grower is you get no holidays ever, right? Never. <laughs> and if you do, you're going to pay I stopped celebrating, though. Just flat out. You, you pay for it when you get back. Yeah. You're like, so when was the last time you actually went into my room and took care of it? Oh, yeah, I was there. What was wrong? And they're like, dude, bone dry, you know, whatever, or they're the opposite, or they're like, they weigh 300 pounds. They're like, would you water them every day for like an hour? What do you do? Our thing like that is we're trying to keep it among friends and yeah. old growers and stuff like that. Not yeah. have to go work for something. It's really hard. I, I like I always talk in the show about growing up with my mom. That's the one person that I mean she can yell at me and I can take it. You know? Yeah, I mean, for sure. There was a friend and she yelled at me the way my friend. If that was a friend, I would be like, "Fuck you!" We have a big fight with my mom. You know, I and mean, like sometimes I get over to her place. It's classic too because she doesn't like dabs, right? So like I get over to the house and I'll, I'll be like, "All right, I, gotta, I know I got to transplant. I got to make clones. I got to do whatever." So you know, I'll pull out my rig and I'll and she'll be like, "What are you doing?" You know? I'm gonna do a dab and then I'm gonna go work, you know. And she's like, oh no, you know, no. Oh my gosh, you know, like, now I got my mom on my case, I can't do it. I gotta go to work. So then I'm just like, all right, I'll leave it, go work for like five or six hours, come back, and then she'll even give me shit like two in the morning. I'll be like, are you kidding me? I just stopped working. Right now, real quick. 
thing I'm not understanding up here with a lot of the I-5 folks. How's your family with their own community? They're supportive. They're supportive. Yeah, always or? Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> not always, right? Not always. Um, they see the light a little bit now. They're happier when I started growing weed and selling other things. Right. So, once they saw too that it became legal, they voted for it medically and stuff. They were cool with it, but they saw the amount of times that I got arrested in California and yeah. had like a million dollars bail for weed for wow. nothing. Yeah, and it was ridiculous there. So, getting out of there and coming up here made me feel a lot more comfortable because you don't really get harassed here. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, uh, you had a billion dollar bill. A million dollars, baby. I had a seeds out of the rec stores to just the general population? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. And that's the thing is, it's just, I mean, once it actually happens, then we have a market. All right. So that point, we have a market. Well, you kind of need to be able to grow a pot, period, in the state in order for that to even be, like, happen, right? Well, yeah, and the idea that everyone can have six plants. Right. It should be, and, and the fact that there's no THC, technically you should be able to sell with a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Uh, 
and it was seeded, and the seed from that was the uh, purple tie. Uh -huh. History, the legendary. And uh, we know you're an editorial team guy, like pretty much your your thing. Yes, we all should move to the the whole Earth needs a flat. We should have a flat Earth. <laughs> Earth, and we'd almost all live in the equator, right? If you're like, oh, we could be like, that's it. <laughs> for, for flower, for flower. It's it's a great a great flower. A great flower comes from the tropics. Um, we'll never replicate that quality domestically, but we're getting very close to making a great hash. So I'd like to focus on that actually in, in, in this market in terms of uh, you know R and D future work. I, one of my goals is to do a, a plant strictly for extract. Sure. And what do you think about Sophia? Yeah, yeah, they're all hybrids. It would—it's not going to look anything like what people are accustomed to right now uh, in California. When you're uh, limited by numbers of plants, you have to grow these giant Christmas tree, bulbous bud-looking things. Be more leafy, more airy. If I filled a full acre, instead of it look like looking like a bunch of Christmas trees, it would look like a field of alfalfa. And my intent is that these uh, hash plants are producing resin in, in this zone late July, somewhere around late July, um, and just start taking the top 18 inches from them on every three weeks and process it uh, and so see what we come up with. Feel like more CBD, CBD, yeah, it could be. All of those alphabet letters in there. Uh, <laughs> CBG, CBA. But uh, yeah, like so younger, a little more, a little more fresh. We're gonna have everything because you'd be starting out early and you'd be going through the whole process um, all the way through to harvest. It's just to most efficiently uh, get as much milligram of cannabinoid per square foot as possible. The past, you know, we've measured the value of this plant by grams of flour, but the future's uh, panning out to be milligrams of cannabinoid in terms of value. Just drop a holder battery working. Uh, but yeah, 